Hey everyone, this is Sam, better known as That Girl with the Curls, and I'm recording this just to kind of give you a heads up that the first 14 episodes are essentially, they were previously recorded for the website Word of the Nerd that I used to write for. And as I am no longer a writer for that website, I decided to take my podcast with me uh, to my own website, The Maniacal Geek, and uh, use this as my forum for interviewing people and whatnot and saying things that I want to say, which, you know, hopefully this introduction is getting that across. If not, I apologize. So uh, you will hear this on every recording for the first 14. After that, there will be different recordings, uh, just kind of, you know, intros basically to whomever's on the podcast so if you're hearing this for the umpteenth time please skip ahead uh if not uh, just enjoy the rest of the show and i hope you keep listening and come back for more all right thank you so much and uh have fun with this episode Welcome to another Word of the Nerd podcast from WordoftheNerdOnline.com. Online.com. Wait, no. See, I was supposed no, to do no, it. No, no. It's my you're... stick. I get to do it. Oh, <laughs> Even geez. if I'm hosting, I get to do it. <laughs> it's one of the privileges and perks of being me. Um, of course. As, as you all know, it is I, Sam, your uh, wondrous host from DC Confidential and oftentimes Word of the Nerd. Uh, joining me today is my usual co-host from DC Confidential as well, JP. JP, say hi. Hello, everybody. And joining us today, we have two very wonderful artists who I reviewed comics for and met at Emerald City uh, Comic Con this last month. I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, so uh, the artist and co-creator of Peter Panzerfest, we have Tyler Jenkins. Tyler, say hi. Hello. There you go. <laughs> and the artist and co-creator for the news comic Rat Queens, Rock Up Church Rock. Say hi. Hey, how's it going? There we go. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Excellent. <laughs> we are we are actually recording this on Earth Day of all days, so um, I hope that yay, yay Earth, yay Earth, <laughs> yay Earth. So I guess that that prompts the question: What is your favorite planet other than Earth? Rock. Gallifrey. Gallifrey. Sorry. <laughs> All right, fine. Not in the solar system then. You can expand. <laughs> Rock, what's your favorite oh. planet? Uh, I'll say uh, Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> Tyler? Uh, Endor. There you go. Perfect. Yay. I'm going to go with the standard Mars. I like a good uh, Martian adventure, even though the uh, movie industry doesn't seem to care for it. So, um, Rock, I have to I have to tell you this. I was telling Sam when she told me that she had set up the interview because um, I know how much she loves Rat Queens. But my comic book shop, which is um, Coliseum of Comics here in Florida, um, they do a um, the, the staff always does their staff picks and they select a couple comics to like um, highlight every week or so. Every single time a Rat Queen book comes out, it is highlighted wow. and it is put up because it is nice. such a fan favorite of everyone who works there. That is awesome. Uh, That's really so, cool. Yeah. My local. That is, 
Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much sold out if ever I go in. I'm just kind of like, you have retin now. Okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, go to digital. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. So, I mean, we'll just start off the bat. Um, so you guys have very distinctive art styles. I mean, it you could almost say night and day in certain cases, but uh, you also have very distinct, <laughs> yeah, like, very distinct books, too, that you're working on. So um, actually, I want to start with Tyler, um, because Peter Panzerfest was out first. Sorry, Rock. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going in, I'm going in order, like the, the oldest sibling here. <laughs> Uh, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Uh, Tyler, what um, what is your your background in terms of of, of art? So, uh, I graduated from uh, the Alberta College of Art and Design um, ten, almost ten years ago, and uh, hey, after that, I did uh, all kinds of illustration for magazines and newspapers and uh, video games and oil and gas industry and all kinds of all kinds of shit from, and most of it was, and it was, just, you know, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. And, and then, uh, started working with Curtis on titles on and off for the last, I think we've been working together like six or seven years now mm-hmm. on one thing or another. And then, uh, uh, did a lot of comics for like, you know, guys trying to get stuff done into the movie industry. And while it's a good paycheck and stuff, that's sort of what, you know, sort of meeting up with Curtis that what got me into doing comics. And then, Eventually, we just kept putting stuff together until something actually took off, and that was uh, Peter was the first thing that really took off for us. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I mean, I, I when I met you at ECC, I mean, I was tell, I was just telling you like I can't not gush over this comic. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I, and, really I know, and uh, I've been accused by certain people of being like overly complimentary to people at times in the books that I review, but it's just like I choose stuff I like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to to be like overly critical. I think of of people's artwork when you're you're just kind of like you draw good. I what else do you want me to say after a while? Um, well, there's, there's a handful of guys out of there that find lots of nasty stuff to say, so it's all it's fine. I'm, I'm sure happy to take this. <laughs> do you mean nasty like bad or nasty like nasty? No, just bad. No, okay. <laughs> so, um, and Enough how guys do. You- you guys were more than happy to criticize. <laughs> yeah, the internet's full of those people. <laughs> uh, and how do I mean? How do you develop that style that you use for Peter Panzerfest, especially? Uh, I didn't uh, do anything specific. It's just um, every project I've worked on and every um, different title or different story. It's the art uh, style comes as a reaction to the story, to the characters. It looks completely different than anything else I've done before or even after because that is what came out as a reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's not a style that's developed specifically for something. It's a style that arises from the material. comes from the page, from like what Curtis talk, you know, writes about, and then you're just like, okay, well then I'll put this together. and then. Yeah, we want to capture this feel. We want to capture this kind of tone, and it just, it just comes from that. Cool. Uh, so, Rock, same question. How did uh, you get into the, the art world? It was uh, pretty much the same path. Um, I uh, <laughs> The same almost, path you went to Calgary. <laughs> almost the exact same thing. No, I went to, um, I went to the Art Institute in Atlanta and, uh, f- uh, for animation. 
actually. Um, and um, from there, I started um, I started at a video game startup here in Georgia and was was doing concept work there and um, and then you know started freelancing for anybody who would pay me. Um, you know, doing yeah, you know, <laughs> do what you um, do. <laughs> yeah, just just whatever, taking you know, good jobs, not good jobs. You know, pretty much. It was like prostitution. It was it was pretty much prostitution. <laughs> um, yeah, that's but no, right. You, yeah, you know. Um, and so I did that for a while, and I just I always wanted to, you know, since I was a kid, I was just really into telling stories with art, and so I knew I loved comics, so I just started you know, uh, kind of writing my own and, and, and doing pages and posting them online everywhere, flooding the internet with all my trash. And, um, and you, I, I, a couple of people noticed it and I started just doing a bunch of indie stuff. No, not, not published, just, um, well, self-published, but nothing, nothing big, nothing major. And, and then I got, uh, then I did festival with image. Um, and, that's kind of how I met Curtis. We met in uh, 2011 near Comic-Con. I was there with Vessel and he had Green Wake and a bunch of other things out at the time. And um, yeah, we kind of, we actually met on a street corner in New York. <laughs> it, had nothing, <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with the show at all. Um, we, <laughs> You're like, hey, was, you want to, you want to draw some comics? <laughs> well, I was actually back to my prostitution ways and it was, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, we um, it was after the show. We were walking and uh, kind of just uh, like the vessel crew had on vessel hats, and it kind of sparked up a conversation. And and um, it was uh, yeah, it kind of clicked. And he had saw my work on vessel, and then I read Green Wake, which was creepy as hell, and I loved it. And um, so yeah, we said you know we gotta we gotta work together. So um, we um, we put together this pitch called Goblinettes. Hmm. That was, uh, you know, about a group of uh, uh, these these female goblins who were in a punk band, who had a punk band. And so <laughs> they, you know, they sung about like love and happiness and, 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 and that type of thing. It didn't really fly. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> it didn't fly. Um, Why not? It's, it's, it's awesome. Come on. I, I, I loved it, but apparently nobody else did. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and from that, we kind of, um, Raccoon's kind of born from that. We still wanted to do fantasy. We still wanted this, this, um, this, this all-female leading cast. We, we just kind of tweaked our initial approach and, and Raccoon's was kind of born from that. Yeah. So that desire to do an all-female cast, um, I, I personally think that just in general, um, female characters have a, often have a more interesting story to tell. But what led you to want to do an all-female cast, it, particularly for an artist, is there something more appealing about drawing female characters, or was it just something that felt right for the story? Um, well, I mean, as an artist, there's definitely more appeal in drawing women than men. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But um, but no, I mean it was Is something it was, more feeling about women. To me, I mean I don't, you know, <laughs> others may disagree, but to different me, different strokes I, for different folks, I right, suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and, and and of course uh, I prefer to draw you know a wide range of, of, of body types and things like that um, I was never a fan of the cookie cutter comic book body um, body type so that that's fun for me but it was never really I don't know I mean we love women leads and stories um, we I don't know, as as it's something we've kind of always dug. Um things like Buffy and, and things like that, Xena. Um I, uh, I don't know. I mean we we <laughs> we have these women in our lives who who, you know, embody a certain strength and 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 beauty and, and the, the the total package. And so why not represent that in in a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one of the things that I really do appreciate about the the design of the Rat Queens specifically is that they are full figured women. You know, uh, except for Betty, she's like a tiny little thing. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, you, it's one of those things that um, I I have talked about on the site before is that I was I was doing an article about Wonder Woman, and when they cast Gal Gadot as uh, as Wonder Woman, and everyone was going on about the body type and everything. And it's it's one of those things where you see an Amazon and you expect a certain type of look, you know, uh, a warrior should look a certain way and uh, specifically, can, you know, based on their training, you know, that right. kind of stuff. So when I look at, you know, Hannah and Dee and Violet, especially like they they have the, the look of of women who, you know, regularly go out and kill trolls <laughs> there's just something about it it's like they have like the bigger thighs i mean they're curvy that kind of thing it's right. it's very appealing i think yeah. as just, as a female reader to see those different types of bodies as well so good cool. for you <laughs> <laughs> and i think i asked you this at comic-con which one which one is your favorite to draw for the most part to draw yeah that's that's that's, that's kind of hard i mean i i, I love <laughs> They're like your kids. You can't pick a favorite, but if you had to, yeah, <laughs> if I had to, my daughter. No, um, it's... <laughs> no, um, I love I love Betty for her expressions, her facial expressions. Um, she's such a cartoon. Um, <laughs> but I love Violet just because of her form, her shapes. Um, I love that about her um i love d because of her hair oh yeah i can um, i can i can so, uh, go with that <laughs> the hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean so i don't know it's it's, it's kind of hard but i i guess and I, I, I love violet because of her ginger hair too so i'm gonna just say violet <laughs> yeah <Save it. laughs> This is ginger, just go with it. <laughs> yeah, I just ginger wins by default all the time. So. She has a very rockin' beard that you drew for the um the Rat Queen oh, Special yeah. Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the ginger beard is coming. Is it? Yeah, that's coming. Oh my god, I can't wait. She's gonna look awesome. Yeah. I think I'm gonna just my wife. I think I'm gonna just give her Tyler's beard. Call it the. There we go. <laughs> my wife was talking. We were reading some article about you know the slow progression of um, you, you, everyone becoming mixed race because we just keep inbreeding in the United States. And <laughs> eventually, none of us will be anything. Um, and we were talking about this. It's a lovely way but, to put it. <laughs> we'll be yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the 
the the thing that made us sad was that red hair and green eyes will eventually disappear no! because it'll the recessive genes yeah. that make them will just eventually be weeded out and this there's just something so devastating and my response was well at least we'll always have comic books there's always redheads in comic <laughs> books so but my hazel eyes will true. be a commodity <laughs> <laughs> like no, we want your eyes. Like no, go away. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Sorry, I do that. Tangents. Way to go, JP. <laughs> Peter Panzerfest is a book. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> See, I did a segue. Well done, JP does a segue. I'm not going to sing that one, but um... <laughs> redheads are dying out. But Peter Panzerfest. Yeah. <laughs> like, in this news report. Redheads are dying out, but they don't have souls, so it's fine. That's right. <laughs> South Park taught me anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tyler, um, with, with Peter Panzerfaust, I mean, you also have a very diverse cast of characters as well. I mean, and we did talk about this at ECC that, um, you know, you have a preference for uh, Julian and Tiger Lily. Um, is, is that still correct? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing, uh, right now in this issue is a lot of Peter stuff, so he's my favorite at the moment. But Peter's always been my favorite to draw, probably because I've drawn him the most. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I would say next would be Tiger Lily and Julian for sure. Yeah, you did a an amazing cover for me at uh, at ECC. It was just like Thanks. looking at that and watching you work, especially with the the different pens. Was my mom was there watching you finish it up too. <laughs> <laughs> And I felt like such a goober, too, because I asked you how much it was, and you told me, and then I needed clarification. <laughs> You're like, oh, what? I don't even remember that. Uh, I do, because I, I you know how you remember, like, when you embarrassed yourself, but no one else is ever going yeah, to? I remember that. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's this much. I'm like, could you just, one more time, this is like, say, <laughs> like... <laughs> But no, totally yeah. worth it. Uh, it was, I mean, it's gorgeous, and and they're my favorite couple as well. And but I do like, um, I I think it works. Like the, so I mean, this kind of goes into the scripting process in terms of what Curtis writes for you guys, and then how you you take that, um, because with Peter Panzerfaust, it's a moodier book. It's it's much more reliant on um, what we talked about before silence. Uh, and there's a lot of exposition, but there's also, again, these panels where very little is happening in the way of exposition, and he's relying on you to tell the story in a lot of ways. So how does that yeah. that work? Uh, it depends. On some panels or some pages, there's been a couple of you know times where he said, this is what needs to happen in these couple of pages or this page or whatever, and just tells me where it needs to go, and I, and I make it up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the fights are done in that way where he's like, it's got to be two pages of fighting and it's got to end on this note. Mm-hmm. So I'll make up the two pages of fighting or whatever. We don't do that very often. Maybe once every two issues, I'll have a couple of pages where he, he wants me to just to run with a certain kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's easier for me to choreograph a fight anyway than it is for him to choreograph it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't do, I mean, we don't do, well, yeah, and we don't do, we don't do a lot of, heavily choreographed fighting you know it's mostly uh because it's i mean most of the time the obviously the intention is to create things that pushes the story forward and if we had these long drawn out fist fights in every single issue it would kind of we, we wouldn't get very far as far as the actual story goes there's a whole war but yeah no whatever <laughs> yeah it's 
it's not really what the story's about. It's not about the story's not really about fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, and but yeah, as far as those those pages go, there's once in a while I put them together, but most of the time, you know, he he lays that stuff out kind of where we need to go with it, what it needs to do. You did you did one of my favorite renditions of the crocodile I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh my god! Like when he showed up, I was like, I don't because there's elements of Peter Pan that you're. I mean, you're not quite sure how is that going to fit into World War II. I mean, the the human esque characters. I mean, you have Peter and the Lost Boys and Wendy and all that kind of stuff. You you get that like it works organically uh, the way it it does in the book but it's like elements like the crocodile um or the mermaids uh the way you've incorporated them into the story is is really fantastic and i i I, again that crocodile is he ever going to show up again (laughs) oh yeah he's he's definitely going to show up but he's um he's actually not where we originally were going to go with that um there's a tank in world war ii called the crocodile and it is like a flamethrower tank, and we were going to tie it, like tie it all around that. But it would have it would have lacked a lot of, you know, it wouldn't be a huge springboard for an interesting story. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just a vehicle. We, you know, there's only so much we could do with that. So I think creating a character like this is far more scary and you know meaningful. Yeah, when you just hear the tick tick tick, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. It's like hook in the <laughs> crocodile. I mean, I'm, I love. Peter Pan, so those things coming out uh, when like the reveal of Shmi and everything. Oh, it's so like, it just makes me go yay! <laughs> then you wonder just how many more Barry's characters are going to show up, and it's like, have you have you covered all of them, or is there are there still more that have yet to to show up that you guys have discussed? Um, um, can't think of any off the top of my head, but there could be. Damn, there's none uh, left. No. <laughs> I can't think of any more. There could be. I just can't think of them off the top, off the top of my head. Not okay. this issue, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last issue was with the mermaid. You're like, how the mer? Okay, mermaids now. <laughs> like, it works. You know, it's funny. Mermaids actually, the, the actual way we tied mermaids in actually showed up a long time ago, and that wasn't even how we did Wendy as the as the Wendy fish, the mermaid thing. That wasn't even really how we tied in mermaids. How was it before? There's another um I can't remember what issue it is, but there's a a uh bar called the Mermaid's Lagoon with prostitutes working in it. Oh damn it. <laughs> it's 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 a real quiet, like it's a just like a you know, background element. Mm-hmm. But that's it's in an earlier issue. Ah, uh, like bad Sam. I usually notice these kinds of things. <laughs> I'm a detail-oriented person. I missed a detail. Like Jason, I have to quit the oh, site. Wow. <laughs> yes, I'm I so think disappointed. It's, I think it's you, in there. You're fired. Now that I said, I'm gonna have to go back and I'll 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 text you and be like, oh no, Tyler, you were wrong. <laughs> I could be I could be wrong. It might have been something we talked about that didn't actually get drawn, but I was pretty sure it was in there. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure you remember drawing prostitutes. <laughs> Yeah, they but they yeah, we I definitely do some prostitutes. <laughs> it's World War II France, how would there not be prostitutes? It's pretty much right. only the best kind in World War II France. <laughs> okay? Correct. That's the high quality stuff. Oh yeah. Those women. <laughs> uh so uh so Rock with uh, the, the kind of there's a there's a little bit of the opposite going on in Rat Queens at times where it's 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 a lot more fight sequences 
than it is exposition at times. So how, I mean, I don't know how much you guys, you and Tyler and Curtis all talk together or anything, but is the scripting process any different with Curtis uh, for you? I mean, we're at Queens, it's usually like, okay, we need like 20 pages of fights and then I'll do some dialogue. <laughs> and then some kind of a plot will be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Fight, 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 plot point. Fight, 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 plot point. Exactly. <laughs> No, no, it's it's, it's pretty much um, it's kind of. I mean, obviously there are more fights and um, but uh, I mean it's pretty much the same. I mean, he'll Kurt will say, you know, um, we need this, we need this fight scene to kind of happen in these pages, and you know, it it needs to take us here. So I'll you know, same thing. I'll basically choreograph from there from A to B, and the most you know ridiculous over the top way I can um <laughs> and um you know just try to make it look cool and, and and you know of course you have to try to make it flow and try to make it take you from a to b and 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 the way you want it to um and you know that just basically means splattering blood in the right places <laughs> and um you know breaking the right panels and things like that so i mean it's it's pretty much the same as far as action. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, it's a gorgeous world too, because um, just because the fantasy, uh, the fantasy world is always just so rich. Like you can just create anything you want virtually. And uh, so how do you go about designing that, those kinds of things? Is it a lot more like looking at um, a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff, or do you just <laughs> come up with it at the top of your head? Or? Um, no, I mean, I probably, probably should look at some Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but I don't. Kurt even, <laughs> Kurt even gave me some Dungeons and Dragons stuff, and I never looked at it. I was like, yeah, but check it out. And then I never checked it out. Um, I see a beholder in there at some point. I'm going to know. <laughs> if it was up to Curtis, it would just be all, just everything would be referenced from Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, <laughs> I, um, at the beginning, um, I kind of got I got a lot of references as far as how I wanted the world to look. Um, a lot of, a lot of his, a lot of the actual world, like policy is based on uh, Venice and uh, like old school Turkey, Istanbul, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I, I just sketched a lot, a lot of scenery based off based off those images just so I can have it like cataloged in my brain uh, for whenever, you know, for later on. And it was kind of the same thing with uh, the character design and especially with the background characters and things like that. It was, I referenced a lot at the beginning as far as um, the the kind of costumes that I wanted, but it, it started off at one point where I look at these references from old Victorian garb and, and and things from back then a lot of venetian uh fashion mm-hmm. and then you you take that and just since it's fantasy and, and since you want it to be unique um you just kind of go somewhere different what you you put yourself into it like okay this is the basis but how would i have designed it how would how would i how do I want to see this? How would it look in this world 
in the, in the, in policy, you know, um, how I think that's why your stuff, I think that's why your stuff is so rich and alive is because you derived it from a reality rather than from an already derived source like Dungeons and Dragons. That's why your right, stuff looks right. so and alive. See, I did. That's what I did. I didn't want to look at other fantasy things and base and base this world off of that. I I, I felt like I, I actively avoided all other things, like all other fantasy, uh, you know, properties. Um, you didn't want it to to color your vision. Not not at all. How they just look. Right, right, and and the characters. Well, there's too. enough titles out there. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes, I think everyone just assumes that fantasy has to be this crazy, weird landscape, and, and it really doesn't have to be. It's more about making something. I actually think it's more effective when you take something that is kind of real and make it slightly surreal, but right. reminiscent of what it originally was. I think it's much more effective and, and interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's fantasy, so you want to oh. you want to go out there and you want to be kind of you know it, there are no rules, so you that's that's kind of you you want to just go everywhere with it. But I think basing it and or having a foundation in some kind of reality helps the reader to feel grounded in this world and not feel lost or not feel like they're on an acid trip because they're reading. Your book, you know. Yeah. Well, that we just wait for Hannah to do that, I guess. Um, right. Because I, what I, <laughs> what I really enjoy about Rat Queens, especially when I started reviewing it, is that there's it's it's the RPG, but it's very much it's how I feel like um, was it the players would actually be acting in right. in the game. Right. Uh, so like when Hannah uh, answers her her cell phone, basically. Uh, yeah. there's just like a modern attitude to it that you don't see often in fantasy at all, really. I mean, unless it's urban fantasy, uh, right. where you're actually taking the urban fantasy and putting it in the fantasy se- uh, scenario now, um, which doesn't happen that very often. So I appreciate that because I like the attitude that goes into all of the characters, like the way they talk to each other, the way they look at each other. <laughs> Right. Uh, like you said, like Betty has these great expressions and um, the timing of the humor is is really well done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's it's one of those. Uh, there are very few books that I will laugh out loud at, like intentionally because the book made me laugh or whatever. Right. Uh, but Absolutely. what? What's that? I, oh, I totally agree with you. That's that's very hard to do. I could never have done Rack Queens. Oh. Never. <laughs> Back, time. Never. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's it's a real skill to be able to. I mean, not just with the writing from Curtis, but also with the the art to to meld with that. So that I think it was in the last yeah. issue. Um, was it Hannah is you know basically like making the bong uh, with her mate. <laughs> yeah, and and the girl's right. like, will it will it mess me up? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like that kind of bit. That's really hard to pull off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. <laughs> well done. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, that's it's. I mean, it's it's the team thing. I mean, I, I know it's the same with Tyler. Like when you when we get the script, of course, the, all the dialogue and everything that comes straight from Kurt, and then as yeah. we're kind of like the actors, you know, we have to 
I have to play actor and director. So we set up the scene. Then, of course, we have to make these characters emote these this dialogue. And, no and, question. And you, you know, you want you want people to feel, not just read. You want them to feel what is being delivered, the lines that are being delivered, or or the the emotion behind it, or the the sentiment. And so, you know, you <laughs> it's just you know minutes of me making ridiculous faces in the mirror and, <laughs> you know, or saying the lines in the mirror so that I, you know, that I can get the, the, the postures and the, the body language right and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. just, just being yeah, silly. Totally trying to make it. Do you have the same process, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, that's what it is. It's about uh, all the rest of it is, is somewhat irrelevant. I think if you can't get that performance, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about it is about that. It's about that that dragging that performance out of these characters, right? Yeah, cause the the I think it was uh, Felix's arc, um, the the previous arc. So all the stuff um, with P- in Peter Panzerfaust, uh, the stuff in the church, I always felt yeah. very strongly tied to because you did so well, like making older Felix just kind of show those scars that are still with him you know, uh, from what happened when he was younger and everything. So to be, yeah, to be able to draw those kinds of emotional reactions out of people is, is a huge feat. I mean, cause it can easily fall flat with a lot of people. It's definitely my favorite part of the job for sure is, mm-hmm. is the, is that quiet, emotional, meaningful performance rather than the action. I mean, the action is a lot of fun to draw, but it's that getting that, that, that emotional meaning behind things and getting yeah, those yeah. faces to to rea- get people to react to those faces mm-hmm. yeah. of those characters is it yeah definitely definitely I, I say the same thing and you know our book is mostly action <laughs> but I but I love those those scenes those emotional see I I've gone on record I like to make people cry I'm just into that <laughs> I <laughs> like <laughs> prostitutes making people cry. That's okay. all I'm. That's all I'm about is prostitutes and sadness and um. Yep. So, <laughs> sad prostitutes. Sad prostitutes <laughs> is my life. So if I can make a prostitute cry, then my job is done. Uh, that's all I'm about. And then that's we put the explicit good. tag on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rock up there, making prostitutes cry. <laughs> That's all, though. So yeah, I mean, so that that's that's I mean that's like that is a really enjoyable part. Just those emo- making people feel. Um, if you can do yeah. that, if you can, if your art can actually make someone feel, that is that's amazing. Well, and that's yeah. you know we strive for that. Yeah, and in, and in playing into that because both both of your books are critically acclaimed i mean um you know rat queens with it being so new is i mean it's just exploded and peter panzerfest is just a critical darling like half the time uh so we it's weird we don't get a lot of people really shitting hard on us (laughs) you know i think people who are going to do that just don't even bother reading the book so that's that yeah. works out fine. It'd be like, what could you have possibly found wrong with this? I don't get you. Like, do you read or have eyes? Like, <laughs> uh, so what? How have you guys? Um, how how have you guys? I guess been seeing with the responses from people, like uh, especially like conventions. Like, how do you guys? 
what's your barometer for, you know, fans uh, coming up to you and talking to you? Uh, <laughs> Anyone can <laughs> jump in. Uh, I like, I love going uh, to I failed question. I don't think I... Does it get the reaction you thought it would? Like when you sit down and you take on a book for the first time and you're like, you know, people are going to just fucking love this. Um, or is it, or do you not have that sort of sense before you go into it and you're kind of always surprised and it's just more about getting that thing. Cause just like rock said, I mean, you're trying to get that emotional, you're trying to elicit that emotional reaction. So the, how how much at the end of it do you gauge what you sort of thought you'd get versus what you actually get? Um, I think uh, going into Peter, me and Curtis sat on it for about two years because we didn't we didn't really think we were ready to pull that off. I think subconsciously, and but I think we always knew that we knew what we were trying to say, and I think we knew that the people who got who got it would hopefully get it for the same reasons we were creating it. And that has been the reaction. The people, the things that people have said about it is uh, a, a mirror image of why, of exactly why we were making it. They get the same themes. They get the same tone. They get the same meaning out of it is why we're making it. But I've worked on lots of projects going into it where you're like, I'm pretty sure, you know, after you see that first script, you're like, I'm pretty sure people aren't going to understand what the hell's going on here. Or, you know, it's going to, it's just not going to resonate. But this is. I've read a couple of those books. <laughs> yeah, <yours>. me too. <laughs> I've both. <laughs> I've worked on and read. <laughs> I mean, you never, you never really know. I mean, with Rat Queens, it was you hope, right? I mean, you hope, yeah, and and I, you don't really set those hopes too high because, um, well, I don't anyway. I can't. I can't deal with emotional <laughs> hurt. You want other people to be sad, but you don't want to be sad. Yeah, not, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to be sad. I just want to make people sad. Um, I want to make people cry. I don't want to be empath- you know, empathetic to it. But um, you're just a masochist, apparently. I am. I am. That's pretty much me. Um, but no, I mean, you um, you <laughs> you uh, you know, you hope, but it, like with the Rat Queens, it was. We went in like, okay, this is fantasy. So right there is such a niche genre that, you know, we might it 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 probably probably won't be crazy big. And and then on top of that, it's it's an all female cast, but it's two dudes, you know, behind it. And so that right there is the eye roll effect. And so you know, it, it you know, was. That's- my reaction to the concept when Curtis first told me, I'm like, "There's no way that's gonna sell." And then I saw the first issue, I'm like, "Never mind, never mind." I take that back. Right, right. Well, actually, when he when he when he brought up the idea, you know, he after the Goblinettes thing, it was like, okay, he he said, uh, "How? What do you think about Sex in the City, but <laughs> in a Lord of the Rings setting?" And, 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 and I was like, that's the dumbest shit I've in my life. 
Let's do it. <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. I'm all for it. Um, I hate, that's a terrible idea. I hate it, but I'll draw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so, it's so bad. I would love to do that. Um, Just to and, be able to say that I did. <laughs> but I mean, but, uh, no, it just, <laughs> that, 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 um, you know, the, the, the contrasting ideas I, I was into it. And, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of how it I don't even. I don't even think I answered the question. I, I started talking about. No, that's. That, that was a perfect answer to the question. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? Yeah. Like, because the. I mean, just the fans have been coming out of the woodwork. I mean, you and um, you and Curtis do the 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 Rat Queen Social Club, the stuff online at least, the videos. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. And see, that's the thing. Okay. So we had this <laughs> this low hope bar set, and oh, it was um. And it was like the complete opposite. I mean, you know, out of the gate, it was it was it was a nice response, but then out of nowhere, it was just like a massive floodgate. It was like a fan floodgate was opened, and it was it was it was so yeah. overwhelming. And and it wasn't just you know, oh, I love the book. It was like, oh, this book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> makes me you know feel things, and it's this and that. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was crazy. I was I was you know it was it was just amazing. It was I was overjoyed and I still am. And it's it's just amazing the fan response and 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 we love interacting with the fans and it's it's just it's been a a wonderful thing. Yeah, the the cosplay that's come out um, from Rat Queens alone. Uh, yes. Like, like, damn! Like I there was there was one woman who awesome. dressed up as a Hannah. I was just like, I want that costume. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's been pretty great, I and mean, and that that's that's yeah. insane to to design <laughs> to design. It's I don't know. I mean, I've seen Peter walking around the convention too. You know, to to design. <laughs> he's, he's around. Um, like, I, I saw Curtis in that picture. He was like in a picture with Hannah and Peter, and he was just like, I think he was yeah, crying. that's true. That was. Oh, I think I might have seen yeah that 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 yeah. photo going around. That was insane. But just to see, you know, this thing you design is these characters you design, and you literally just scribble on a piece of paper, and and now it's walking around in front of us. <laughs> That's trippy. It's is 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 crazy. Is is every is every form of flattery and 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 humbling. I, I don't I don't I don't even have words. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. It, it, it that's a refreshing way to hear because oftentimes people don't realize. Most people don't get to go to very many conventions, and when they do, they don't. They don't always get to meet people because there's always forever long lines and it gets crowded and, and the whole thing just gets to be a bit much. And I always tell people the best part of a convention is going up and down Artist Alley and realizing just how wonderful the people who do these things are. <laughs> um, because it's very easy to pick up a comic book in your comic book store. And look, we're all we're all sort of subject to this fantasy that we live in and we I we're by design, by our culture, by our nature, designed to idolize things, right? So we idolize these creators just as much as we idolize the characters. 
And then you find out, wait, no, they're like really just normal people. Right. And they're just yeah. as awed by your crazy behavior as we are by theirs. Um, <laughs> they're all crazy. We've established <laughs> this now. <laughs> right. But it, yep. so it's, it's interesting and refreshing to hear that that would, they, they use that, that that's what you get from that, that it is that humbling sort of experience. And I, I think that's good for fans to, to be aware of that it's not just their enjoyments, that it's it's everyone's enjoyment. So long as no one's giving them weird looks and harassing them and stalking them through the <laughs> the convention. Yeah, the good thing about Emerald City was that at least there were tons of anti harassment um right. uh posters all over the place. I mean you couldn't you couldn't turn around without seeing one which was which which is great, like as a um especially because women are usually the ones that are the victims of this. So, you know, as a woman, right. just be like, thank you. <laughs> Listen, sometimes when I wear my trench coat, I get <laughs> stares and leers. Come on now. Yeah, for other Happen. reasons. <laughs> when you're standing oh. in the corner going, hey, you want to... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> want to buy a comic? <laughs> 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 Um, but I think I think it really speaks to the fact that um, a, a book like Rat Queens uh, can, uh, you know, appeal to so many people. I mean, it is uh, I I do believe that there are a lot of female fans, but there's just as many male fans because it's well written, it's well drawn, uh, and and so it's just a fun book to read. You know, you can pick it up and you're like, I'm gonna have a good time with this one. <laughs> this is gonna happen right now. <laughs> And I think that's the that's the joy of uh, what should be the joy of comic books. Yeah. You know that we should be able to pick something up like Rat Queens or like Peter Panzerfest and know that we're in for uh, a particular type of journey and then and get some satisfaction out of that too. Well, it means a lot from our end as well. Going, I mean, <clears throat> going to conventions and hearing that people love it and then it means so much to them, it pushes us never to let them down. You know, we can't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not talking about uh, any of the superficial stuff, like um, I don't know, exclusive and collector stuff, and being on time and all that kind of nonsense. I'm talking about the real nitty gritty stuff of creating a story that means something to people. Right. And me and Curtis have talked about that lot, lots with you know our semi chronic lateness, shipping schedule, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm. We've talked about it many times that it's it's you know, life gets in the way, but we're not going to rush this shit. It's more important to put out a product that's going to mean something right. to somebody than, you know, rush that final deadline to get, you know, you know, we didn't really think it through. We didn't really know where the story was going. That doesn't mean anything. It's, it's 10 years from now when people are still, it still means something to somebody. It's still a cherished story mm -hmm. that added something to their life. Keeps us honest. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing too, with, uh, with, with something like you're working with characters that, you know, are in their own way established. I mean, we, we know to an extent, Peter and Captain Hook and Wendy and, and, and all of them. And so, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how you guys weave that into the world war two, uh, setting. Um, and, and also just even your designs for that, because with what we're talking about with rock, he gets to kind of create a little bit from scratch. A little bit, you know, <laughs> there's the, there's some signposts, but you're all, you know, Tyler, you're dealing with actual World War II. Um, so what is the, what is the process like for you when, uh, you know, Curtis is like, okay, we need, you know, this setting 
or whatever? Like, how much research do you do? I, you know, honestly, that that limitation, if you want to call it a limitation, is actually I found very freeing mm-hmm. uh, because my goal here is, is about the story, the setting and stuff like that. I mean, I've been reading World War II history type stuff my whole life. It's not when he when we're talking about this stuff, it's very second nature to both of us because of our you know gaming backgrounds and history backgrounds and the stuff we've studied and loved our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So that part is that that part is never that's never really been a limitation. I mean, I'm in love with that time period and what the war meant and the fight for good and evil and all this kind of thing and that's never been a limitation and neither really has the established Peter Pan mythos because we're really using that as a benchmark of you know um you know the whole idea of its you know the archetypal meaning of the stories against the battle against oppression and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff it's we're our, i mean our peter pan's mythos is not the character is not is only loosely similar to the original peter pan mm-hmm. we're not trying to say the exact same thing you know it's not about a boy who didn't want to grow up it's about people who are growing up and and you know the story is the story we're telling is more important than the setting is more important than the mythology. It's more important than the history that came before. It's about, you know, what we're actually saying with those characters now. So it's never been a limitation, any of that thing. And it really, I appreciate, because especially with the last, um, the last issue that came out, which was, I think, oh crap, I should know this number. 18. Is it 18? 18. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So with, I think so. with 18, it's, um, it's you know it's very much talking about uh the idea of immortality in the story um when uh, uh the, the the one guy is is ta- talking to peter about world war 1 basically and how hook's story is peter's story in the same way um like those parallels are are very interesting because that came out of the peter pan story and then you look at hook Yes. You know, the movie, <laughs> it's like, you know, death is the great adventure. And, you know, where did, what does yeah, yeah, yeah. do for us? You know, I, I appreciate those kinds of things when they, when they show up in a book like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, I get in my own head and then it's like, okay, so I'm going to examine your book to your face right now. Because <laughs> 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 I can't help myself. Um <laughs> by me. I think, I think I think you probably get more out of the book than we even thought of putting into it, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like you heard it here, folks. I, I get way more out of these stories. Than- <laughs> that that could have sounded insulting, but it's not how I meant it. No. <laughs> you know, that's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thought though, so I'll ask you both this as artists. Do you ever get a script and begin to draw um draw the book and halfway through it your the art is telling a different story just by the natural flow of it than maybe what's being intended and it do you go back to the artist or I mean do you go back to the writer and say hey I think there's a different story here as as this is going on or is it more about trying to capture what the original script was? How does that how does that work? How do you balance that relationship? Um, um, but, but that's... No, go ahead. One at a time. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, um, it. I don't think the 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 story itself will ever really 
change that much as you know as when it gets to the actual art stage um because so much of what we do is in the store comes from the script so if if the mood is you know dark and dreary that's is that's what we're going to try to portray if the mood is is, is light and airy it, it, it'll, it'll be that it'll <clears throat> so you know, we try to create this as as a writer and artist together we try to have this harmony this um and 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 this 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 single goal to get across a certain feeling or 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 you know point uh or idea so it's it's never i don't think you know once we start drawing do does it does it start to lean a certain way and we're like oh let's change this it, it never really does that because we're always working towards the same goal yeah totally there's there's the there's the script and then there's the art, but the story is where they go together. And we talk about, right. and the story is something we're crafting together. Something we talk about ahead of time before the script or the art is created. It's right. where we're going as a story, not as a script and an art. Right. Exactly. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. And, uh, and especially with you guys working with image, you know, with these books, because it is, creator owned and everything um how does that feel to be like that you know you are the co-creator of a book that's doing well you know in in terms of the eyes of the audience that's super awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's it's pretty crazy uh that's you know i mean and it, the fact that you can do the book you want to do the way you want to do it you know it's not it's not like I'm doing Spider-Man and I have to adhere to all these rules and, and things like this. This yeah. is our book, the way we want to do it, and people dig it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, no question. Are the, so are your, your editors, is image like pretty kind of like, you guys do your own thing, just make sure you at least get the book out? <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Best relationship yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, we have we have discussions maybe around covers and you know from the Peroni view of promotion and stuff like that. But as far as the story goes, that's that's us. That's right. uh, our editors and publishers and stuff like that. Don't 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 interfere. Uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. They don't mm-hmm. they don't um, we we craft the story. Yeah, right, right. It's all you guys. That's all. That's just awesome. <laughs> just makes my normal 55-hour-a-week job where I'm making enough to support my family seem like total cop-out. Like, <laughs> I've done this wrong. Wow, JP, you've wasted your entire life. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Financial success means nothing in the wake of awesome success. <laughs> you may be rich, but I'm awesome. <laughs> That's what I want to say. <laughs> there you go. I think, I think rich and awesome is the goal. Yes. That's the, my goal. The melding of the two is <laughs> always, I think, high on everyone's priority list. Right. No, no, no. I, I pretty much know that I'm not I'm not talented enough for both. Oh, so. Jason. <laughs> Pick one and go with it. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're fine, sweetie. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the extent to my empathy of in my family. That's how far it goes. Like 
they're there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a haircut. <laughs> patronizing <laughs> there he goes like oh you're no you're you're good you're fine <laughs> okay so i I'll, I'll ask this um because i i do like to ask this of everybody that we that we interview um what what are you truly a fan of what is the one thing that you don't do or that um you know either really got you into comics or really is the one thing that resonated with you more than anything else or that you just can't wait to pick up. Um, what's your, what's your one thing that is just, I geek out fan out for this one particular thing. You mean like in the comic world or in anything? Just go for it. Entire world. Just, that's a lot harder. Um, yeah, let's let's say comic world so we don't have to. Yeah, let's stay in comic world. <laughs> Fine, limit yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying not to limit anybody, and then that's they're just, like, "No, give us rules." That's a very that's a very broad spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Comic wise, what what are you a fan cool. of? Cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's like harder, just, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Um, I don't um, know what, like, right now. Right Batman, now, Spider-Man. <laughs> right, right now, I don't know. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, and, you know, I was in the comics, and I remember my, my the first comic my dad bought me was a Thor book, and so I always had a, a soft spot for Thor, but what, what changed my view of, or, or, like left a lasting impression was um uh uncanny x-men and it was it was two issues in particular um that i, I still had and it was uh <laughs> it was 289 and 290 and it was it was storm that did it it was like i remember seeing her flying through the air and it was like i think it was raining and but she was elated like just happy as hell because she was in love Mm-hmm. and that stuck with me it was like this is a superhero book about mutants and, and claws and laser eyes and but it was <laughs> but this moment and I'm a kid in this moment where this woman is just full of joy from being in love that's what I was hooked from that day that made comics for me and that's what I always looked for in books that emotional relevance that and and maybe that's kind of why I like female leads now but it was it was that really like hit me in my heart um and kind of set the tone for what I wanted to do if if I could do anything in my career it would be a storm book that would be awesome <laughs> I, I would love to do that <laughs> you do mohawk storm or would you do uh, i think i would have to yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i was like it's mohawk it's storm awesome. or no storm now yeah mohawk or, or, or nothing yeah you know it's funny yeah. i don't think there I, I don't remember there ever being a storm solo book but she could totally carry one she should have one freaking storm yeah yeah, yeah. The most powerful mutant practice <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> um, um, I think what 
sort of like I read comics as a kid and stuff like that, but then I was out of comics forever. And then getting back into it, what got me into back into comics from the point of view of um, from a sort of from an art point of view was seeing um, Hellboy actually um, Hellboy and that type of character, that type of archetypal, iconic, heroic, bigger than bigger than life, but very much a real a real character in real life, something, you know, like the best kind of heroes where you can see yourself in them and you can see them pushing you to be better type of a hero, humanity's best kind of a hero, Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones, Hellboy, those kind of characters. That's, that is and always is my favorite kind of, you know, John McClane of Die Hard, those kind of characters. That is, that is what is by far my favorite kind of heroes and stories. No, I want that mashup. You have to draw that mashup now. <laughs> Hellboy, Hellboy and John McClane? Hellboy, Indiana Jones, and John McClane, like all doing what they do. That would be <laughs> <laughs> I'm commissioning it now, Tyler. <laughs> I would, that would be great. I would totally, that would be awesome. You think I'm joking? I'm going to email you. <laughs> he's drawing it now. He's, he's already started working. Already it's happening. I'm, half, are just I'm half hoping you're joking and half hoping you're not. I never joke about comic books. <laughs> Except when it comes to actually having to joke about comic books. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I actually wanted to ask you guys this too because uh, Tyler, they they did a um, a motion comic uh, for Peter Pan's yep. house. Um, so did they come to you guys with that, or were, were you involved in it in any way? Uh, no, we weren't, we weren't really involved other than providing the art files. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, uh, like I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with the actual animation or, or anything to do with that. Nothing to do with me. More just like just the the art coming file. to you and be like, Hey, we want to turn this into a motion comic. Yeah. And it's the same guys that are, are uh, same guys that are moving, you know, pushing forward on the, the, the TV series. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was almost going to um, say, because both of these properties could easily be movies, you know, just like uh, other than a television show, like Peter Panzerfest could be its own franchise of movies. I mean, if you just took each arc and and made it into something. And well, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the same goes for Rat Queens. I mean, it's just like it's a built-in fantasy franchise, like right there. And... <laughs> You just it's like Lord of the Rings step aside. Here's like four kick ass women who are just gonna fuck up some goblins. <laughs> and why isn't Hollywood like pounding down your guys' doors and be like, We want your stuff? For the record, I'm only gonna see that movie if that's the byline. Four kick ass women fuck up some goblins. Yeah. goblins. Yeah. That's the byline, that's the poster. <laughs> I'm just going to come up with taglines <laughs> and inspirational uh, commissions for people now that <laughs> might jump in Hollywood. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys think about things cinematically at all? I mean, does that go into your, into your art um, on any level? or do you, I mean, is that just completely out of your mind most of the time? As oh, no, that's totally, as... totally related. Totally related? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like they're gonna love this. They're gonna do this on television. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe the other way around, getting more inspiration from television and stuff that's come before. But we don't think about it from the point of view of, oh, this would work as a, this would work better if we did this mm-hmm. for what they'll see later on as making it. We don't think about that at all. Okay, so it's the reverse. So you're taking inspiration from from other sources then. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Something. There's like a handful of movies that are definite inspiration for the look of Peter. Like what? Uh, the Guns of Navarone. Okay. Uh, Kelly's Heroes. Nice. Where Eagles Dare. You know, 70s, 70s war movies. 70s. 70s war movies. <laughs> I think one of them, I remember one of them reminded me of um, Audi Murphy to Helen Back. Uh, there was a, a definite feel uh, with Peter Panzerfest to that, just kind of like the Ooh. horrors of war told from this, you know, young man uh, who experienced yeah. it and then acted it out in his own movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and he he was a healthy individual, I'm sure after that. So. Yeah, but uh, uh, Rock, do you take any inspiration? Um, I mean, we talked about the the D and D books not being so much, but I mean, are there? Have you looked I at mean, any like? Not so much for, you know, uh, the look. If anything, more just cinematography. Um, uh, you know the way you know, you set up a scene or set up shots. Um, and that's, that's just for me, I guess, liking certain directors, uh, eye mm-hmm. for things like, uh, Quentin Tarantino. And, um, <laughs> I was going to, no, I was, I'm not even kidding. I was thinking Tarantino. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a range from like Tarantino to, to Tim Burton. It's just people who, who visually and not, not even just, artistically but the way they the the shots they pick the way they move the camera things like that is is really um yeah kind of sticks with you and so a lot of that i think is it, it is an influence on the, the, the same thing in the book you know the shots that i pick and things like that oh, yeah. like i said i i want to see both of your guys' stuff up on the big screen and be like I used to read that, and it's not as good as the book. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll do fan. Yeah, us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can't wait for somebody to say, that's eh, not as good as the book. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. We'll yeah. be sitting there with that sorcery and going like, clearly not. No. <laughs> Violet did this. I'm sorry. Because right. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, JP, how are we doing on time here? You're ready. I've been we're 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 at we're at our one hour, but I've I've been letting you guys just sort of go with the flow. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think actually we've we've covered like a, a lot of stuff in terms of your guys' involvement with the 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 books and the art and everything, and it's so cool. And I'm just really glad that you guys could join us because um, it was really great meeting you at that Emerald City Comic Con and actually getting to like put faces to names and everything. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, um, awesome. yeah and uh, we'll eventually get Curtis on here because he wants to be all like aloof and writery or whatever. <laughs> <He's doing. laughs> no, for, for the record, he had a good excuse. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. His car blah, whatever he says. But come on. You... We've got two artists here. They know. That's Writers right. are like that. They're all <laughs> move and writery. Flighty ass. Yeah, we, we, 
didn't trash talk him nearly as much as I thought we were going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, if we were going to trash talk. Okay, so give us the dirt. No, I'm, I'm not saying we need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll he'll do that just fine whenever he comes on. <laughs> um, but so we're uh, – so since we're at our time, um, I would tell people to go out and uh, where can they they find you guys online? Rock, where can they find you? Uh, well, I'm still in that street corner in New York, so you can find me there. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> but um, other than that, Johnny Rockwell everywhere. Um, two N's, no K. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> I actually hate Facebook, but I guess I'm on there. Um <laughs> I do too. Ah, uh, it's the worst. Um, God, Twitter is so much better. And it's just a bunch of people I know from my past that I really don't even want to talk to. But uh, <laughs> friggin' high school. Now you're. <laughs> no, I, do you ever find that you're on Facebook and you're like, I don't care about these people other than the fact that Facebook makes me. Like, why did you do this to me, Facebook? How, I hate you. But how will you know what you know person from a Zimbio quiz someone is unless you're on Facebook? Okay, those are I don't the understand. most enjoyable part. It's the only thing I do. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Yes. No, two ends, no K. Right. We're on it. Uh, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, um, Street everywhere. Corner. Gotcha. Everywhere. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, and uh, I, I guess me and Tyler, you can find our original work on um, ComicConArt.com. That's C O M I C O N. Um, yeah, so that's that's me. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter. I don't actually know what my Twitter uh, <laughs> is. <laughs> so so. Uh, you only pay attention when someone does a review or something. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's Jenkins underscore Tyler on Twitter and uh, Facebook. I think it's just my name's the other way around. <laughs> His online presence is massive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> and uh, it, what Rock said, the the Comic Con uh, website for your art, Con art, Con art, yeah, yeah. So okay, so they can find you guys there. Uh, JP, where can people find you? Um, of course, you can find me on all the stuff. Just go to the website, click on my name, <laughs> it'll list it there. Uh, more importantly, make sure to check out wordofthenerd.com or more importantly, wordofthenerdonline.com. Online.com. <laughs> um, and check us out on iTunes. You can not only catch this wonderful podcast with these wonderful guests. But also DC Confidential and our numerous other properties, which you may or may not listen to, but you should be listening to. So thank you very much, and that's my spiel. And you can you can also find me on Twitter at darling underscore Sammy. Sorry. Oh, then I get laughed at his spiel. I just get the case of the gig. Listen, that's a very important spiel. It is. It was. People need to understand that we're on iTunes, yes. even though I hate Apple. <laughs> I feel that this is a great in my life. We are never going to get sponsorship from anybody. <laughs> Fuck you, Apple. God, I hate Apple. <laughs> hate Apple, I, hate Facebook. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, now that we're talking about all the things that we hate. Um, no. um, 
always the best place to go out on for a podcast. Um, so from yeah. Word of the Nerd, from myself and JP, Tyler, Rock, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you all yep. for listening to them. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.